Without Paul Allright, the landscape of hip-hop in Ireland will be very different today. He blazed the trail for rapping this country as lethal dialect, but now he's dropping the moniker. We have a candid conversation with Paul ahead of a show in the Berry in Ratmines on Saturday, August 19th. This is District Conversations. So I'm going to jump straight in and ask you about the, the recent name change. Um, you got some great support from like some very well-respected people. Yeah. So, you know, what was it that prompted it? Uh, I mean, there were just a couple of the reasons I cited, like Liam passing away and, uh, you know, just the kind of, the, as I said, toxic masculinity, the, the mentality we have, you know, because uh, it's something that's affected kind of everyone uh, that I know. You know, in some shape or form, every man that I know, in some shape or form, where um, <clears throat> you know we we kind of live in a society where, especially in Irish society, I can't speak about other societies because I haven't really lived there. But I know it's prevalent in our society where there's a particular archetype of what the male is supposed to be. You know, um, and that's kind of ingrained in us. And then f- through listening to hip hop as well, which is you know. Uh, it's it's another oppressed art form, really. That's where it boils down to, you know. And um, there's a there's a massive misogyny and a kind of toxic masculinity in that as well. You know, ideas of what a, a man is supposed to be, and you know, as in my community, the parallels are drew between that and, and the community where uh, these guys who did hip hop who I listen to came from. Um, there was a lot of parallels that were positive, you know, such as people being like the thing I fell in love with hip hop was the poetry and the observer effect, and you know the the, the kind of somebody touching on something you go through, which can be uh, therapeutic, you know, just to hear somebody else going through. And they were all the the beautiful parallels. But one of the things that kind of amplified the mentality I already had, and a lot of other people already had, is the you know the kind of archetype of what a man is supposed to be, and I mean, t- t- at best, it's, you know, just a, a mentality that is kind of backward and at worst, people die over it, you know? So that's that's kind of um, that's kind of where I was coming from with that, you know? Mm, you, you touch on the, the misogyny aspect of it there. Yeah. Um, a lot of really prolific hip-hop artists like ASAP Rocky and modern hip-hop artists mm. are very openly attached to the term feminism and the, the feminist movement yeah. and things like that. Do you think that is something that resonates with you? Is that something that, you know, the you know uh, everyone should be a feminist? Yeah, I mean, I see, the thing is, I'm not too informed on my political ideology, you know. It's not, it's not my interest, really, politics in general. I'm more kind of, uh, I've said it before, I'm more into the sciences and stuff like that, you know. And I'd be more into the, the kind of, psychology of what makes people think rather than the politics of why people do what they do you know uh, so I'm not too well informed on it but I mean from from what I've read about it yeah you know definitely there's a uh, I mean I think every man is a feminist when it comes to where uh, his mother or his sister or his girlfriend or his daughter you know it's a uh, it's only when it's a stranger uh, where things start getting a little bit messed up you know what I mean when a guy is out in a fucking pub or he's driving by in a car you know yeah, that's when the problems arise. But if that was his sister, mother, daughter, you know, whatever it is, that won't happen, you know. Mm. Or he'd be pissed off if that happened to them. So I think every, you know, every man is a feminist. Every man has a feminist in him, but it's about 
letting that out and encompassing all women, not just the women who are related to you, you know? Mm. Uh, you named Rubber Bandits, uh, Tara Flynn, Una Malali, mm. and you said, and more people, but what is it about that, about their work in particular that sort of prompted the change? Well, I think, uh, you know, the Bandits are always throwing up stuff about mental health, but also being men and, you know, from Limerick as well, they, they, they throw up a lot of stuff that I relate to that kind of resonates with me. You know, again, like the, the same thing, uh, certain communities where guys have to act hard constantly, you know, act, they have to be a hard man, especially that's kind of amplified in hip hop as well. You know, mm. everyone has to be a tough guy and it's training. You know what I mean? I've been there myself and, you know, you don't have to be, uh, it's not saying that, you know, you have to be this vulnerable, sensitive, you know, expelling all your emotions type of dude, but you just don't have to beat yourself up about not reacting in a certain way to every single situation, you know what I mean? And constantly being defensive and they touch on stuff like that, you know. Um, Iona, she's, you know, kind of related to the music as well, so... Uh, I've kind of always followed her through that and then I've seen read a lot of her thought pieces and that's made me question stuff that I was doing and things like that and you know she's she's uh, listened to the music before as well so I kind of felt a bit awkward then you know when I, when I see her bigging up the stuff I'm doing and then thinking back the early stuff I'm doing and how that didn't correlate with her kind of thought pieces and that made me question that and then just the, the work Tara does in general you know uh my manager Dean Scurry had her on a podcast recently and you know just the stuff she's talking about is uh, everybody needs to hear it you know mm. do, do you think um, just going back to hip hop briefly do you think hip hop um, inherently sort of stops people from showing their true art because it's it's always so masked in that machismo and bravado and things like that you know yeah. obviously there are some artists that, that that don't have that mask yeah, and that's obviously the mask that you're trying to remove at the moment. But like, do you think that as a whole, hip hop is sort of like brought down? You know, the true art doesn't come forward because yeah. they're trying to mask something. Well, that's a political thing, you know, because it, it's, you know, it's an African American art form, and they're essentially still an oppressed people, and so the record labels only choose to let out certain music, you know. A lot of people have talked about that before. The kind of conscious rappers have talked about how there was a time where the execs start pushing, really, really pushing gangster music. And that became the prevalent music form because they wanted to perpetuate this image of, of the African-American and the stereotypes that are associated with it. And then, you know, it kind of... I, I understand drawing parallels with hip hop over here, be, you know, especially when you're from a working class community. And even if not, you know, because th there's guys over here who do, you know, country, western music, you know, you can emulate a music form, you don't have to live it. Mm. But at the same time, you know, we draw the parallels over here and there's a lot, as I say, especially working class communities, but you're, you're perpetuating an African American stereotype when you put across that gangster music in, in in your music you know what I mean now that's one of the things I always tried to avoid even when my music was very dark and I was depressed a mm. lot of the time writing the early stuff to, to be frank about it uh, I always was careful not to put myself in the position of you know if anybody listens they think that's about me and where they did I think I made it very clear that it was a concept song or I was putting myself in somebody else's shoes and things like that, you know. So uh, 
I think that's that's where it boils down to, and I think you have to be a little bit kind of more respectful to it. You know, when when you're when you're listening to hip hop, you have to understand the struggle it really comes from, mm-hmm. and the, and the backgrounds, and the kind of the correlation between that and oppression, and you have to be careful what parts you take from that. You know what I mean? Because if you take, uh, as I say, the, the gangster aspect, you're essentially perpetuating an African-American stereotype, you know, and that's that's something you have to be careful of. Obviously, there is guys over here, by the way, who do live that lifestyle. I'm not saying, you know, it's specifically only in America. Mm. There's definitely guys over here who, uh, who live that lifestyle, but they don't rap, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Unlike over there, don't where there's time. money in it, they don't have time. They don't <laughs> rap. That's it. Doesn't happen, you yeah. know. So, so it's just about kind of. Um, but I realize, you know, that I'm sort of, in one way, uh, I kind of, I suppose, helped birth that kind of dark, grimy sound and hip hop stuff over here. Anyway, mm. uh, but as I said, I was always very careful not to put myself in 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 the position where it seems like I'm talking about my lifestyle because mm. obviously I wouldn't be doing music at all if that was me because, you know, I wouldn't have time to, to do it, as you say. Mm. Um, so I realised that, you know, I kind of want to take a little bit of responsibility for it as well and also uh, break it down a little bit now, you know, and uh, show, show, show another side of it. And also draw more than common with... Um, like, I think for, for me... Hip hop here is is really starting to flourish, and people are really starting to find their voices. But we're still trying to find our own identity. Mm. You know, a lot of it's influenced by America, a lot of it's influenced by the UK. Mm. So I think if you look at what the likes of Emmett, as you said earlier, is doing, that is truly well and truly Irish poetry. Mm. That's what it is. You know, so for me, I I think we should start looking towards those guys rather than looking. To the to the east and the west, uh, for inspiration, you know. Yeah, I always say that as well. It's like it, the the whole grime thing as well. It's like culture clashes in the yeah. UK. That's how that was birthed. Hip hop, obviously, everyone knows the story of hip hop. Yeah. But what is it? What is you know? What's the catalyst here? What is the like? It has to be. It has to be original. Yeah. And I think you're you're dead right. Like we did a, a, a spoken word event in Wigwam last week, and it was amazing to see that. Yeah. Like all different cultures, second generation immigrant kids who have now grown up and they're speaking spoken word and then next to like Natalia O'Flaherty exactly, and yeah. Mango and you know what I mean it's, yeah. it, I think I think you're probably right I think that that poetry because it's it's historical to Ireland yeah. you know poetry is, is in, in the blood really definitely yeah. well that's what when I listen to music from another country I'm looking for an aspect of that country that you can't get anywhere else mm. like in Grime you can't get that anywhere else mm. you know what I mean in, in America you can't get that anywhere else you listen to some of the stuff here and you can get it in other places and it's done better because it's buried in those places. So I think, you know, uh, kind of being influenced by the spoken word thing is is, is uh, makes more sense, you know. It's it's music that's close to home and um and, and you can mess around with it then, you know, you can it's it's going to be, you know, it's. I think it's going to be in the in the coming years and the next artists coming along, who are going to really find a voice with it. You know what I mean? Uh, us as people who've been doing it for a long time, all we can do is is try to plant the seeds, you know, and hopefully it grows. 
but I, I, I can already see it, you know, it's, it's starting to happen already. And, and me, for one, like this album that I'm releasing is a spoken word album, you know, um, not in the traditional sense. It's not no instrumentals and mm. just poetry. It's people clicking things. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a metronome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, there's parts in it where it's like a hybrid of kind of slam and uh, spoken word and it's done over these like kind of epic soundscapes that David Prendergast produced. Um, and then there's times where it sounds like rap but then it switches back. You know, it's, it's, kind of a hybrid album but that's essentially what it is and you know the guys who influenced <clears throat> this album whereas before it was being influenced by people from the states or people from the uk or whatever but the people who influenced this album are very much from this country you mm. know yeah so uh I, I think we um you know i mean it's it's for other people to decide whether they like it or not but i think we're happy with what we put out anyway you know? yeah um you mentioned your your close friend Liam, who yeah. passed away, um, which was another catalyst for the change um, in the name anyway, but yeah. obviously in, in, in many respects, concepts as well. Um, do you think the hard man exterior that we were sort of talking about, um, do you think that is obviously one of the main reasons for Irish males in particular, but for the suicide rate being so high? Yeah, I, I mean, I, like when I said that, I, I didn't mean to insinuate that that was what was going through Liam's head, you know. Cause yeah, it, yeah. It may yeah. not have been, but I know that it's what goes. I know that it, go, it certainly goes through my head a lot of the time, and it goes through the heads of a lot of people close to me, you know. And um, one of the reasons I kind of didn't mention, because it's a it's a bit personal, you know. I don't really like. Uh, getting too personal, especially on kind of social media platforms. Of course, yeah, you know? yeah. But one of the reasons was uh, my little cousin basically getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, he's he's in cartoon. He's looking at he's looking at a lot of time, you know, for stupid shit. Yeah. And that definitely ties in with that, mm. you know. Um, he, he he. I mean. You know, I hate putting him on blast on, on, a, on a podcast, but I think it's it's a truth that needs to be told. He uh, he always had support growing up, you know, always had a, a strong Thai family unit around him and just kind of decided to go a different route, you know. And I know for a fact that the, like a lot of that mindset was influenced by the, the kind of archetypal idea of what a, what a male is supposed to be in society mm. and... You know, he wanted to be the, the, the hard man with the reputation and different things like that. And he got it. And, you know, the, the, these are the other things that come with that. And that's what I'm trying to say as well, you know. Um, if you're going to do that, it's going to have implications, you know. It's not just, it's it's not for laughs, it's not for fun. So that was a ma- that was a major reason behind dropping a name because I know he listened mm. to, uh, to me earlier stuff. I don't know if it influenced him, but... Plays on your it mind, it may have, yeah, 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 it may have influenced them, and you know, sometimes you say to yourself, "Could you have been a better role model?" At the end of the day, he's a grown man; he made the decisions he wanted mm. to make, but that was a massive reason for it as well. Mm. Uh, so that ties in uh, that and the stuff with Liam. You know, I just think, uh, I just think we're essentially uh, a, a petri dish of uh, toxic mentalities and, and emotions. You know, so. This is, I hope anyway. It's it's not kind of 
breaking down the old stuff. I'm glad the old stuff is there. And I'm glad I went through that mentality and I'm doing the stuff I'm doing now. So hopefully people can, you know, use it as a as a kind of benchmark or a way of measuring uh, growth, you know, and see that they can do that as well. But, uh, yeah, so Liam, uh, that stuff with my cousin, um, the kind of my own toxic mentality that I went through and that people around me have went through as well, all of them massive influences on this, you know. The, um, I mentioned Mango before, but he has that obviously that line in that recent poem he did, Bread and Butter, where he said the only person on his telly making sense is his head is wrapped in a spiral bag. Yeah, yeah. Bandits. But, it's true. Um, Blind Boy in particular, is, he's, and the rubber bandits in general, become sort of beacons of this positive mental health in yeah. Ireland. Um, they put suicide down to shit gender roles, is the exact yeah. quote, yeah. Um, and being unable to like understand emotion. Um, yeah, so I, I suppose, like, how important is it to have people like that in the ether? Well, the thing is, you know, for me, a lot of the a lot of the men I know that go through these things don't even know they're going through them because they're not educated on. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a massive thing. Like, they're feeling these, they're feeling this way, they're reacting in certain ways to certain situations, they're being ignorant in certain ways, and they don't know why that's happening they don't know that there's actually a root cause to it and that it can be changed so one of the things they do and, and blind boy in particular he holds up a mirror you know because i was the same I, I i was very much stuck in that mentality especially when i was writing the first album you know i was depressed i was uh i had you know the, the kind of carapace of this uh alpha male bravado bullshit you know um, and on the on the exterior, you're angry and you're unapproachable. But interior, uh, like on the inside, you're 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 essentially uh, kind of soft, I suppose. You know, and you're you're preventing that from getting out by having this kind of hard exterior. You know, uh, so blowing boy, what he does is he he holds up a mirror and and lets you know that. That's what's going on. I let you know that it's okay to 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 talk as a man and to do things, you know, because we are we're, we're brought up a certain way. We're, we're taught uh, kind of not to cry, to to, to keep it. And and I learned also a, big, a massive influence to that was uh, Damien Dempsey as well. You know, she can't go to Vicar Street and not fucking cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just can't go and listen to Chris and Stevie in Vicar Street after a few points and shed a good tear and you feel better after it. And that's why people go back constantly. That like They literally call it the Church of Demo. You know what I mean? Grown-ass men from all types of estates around Dublin balling a lamps out and it's great. Uh, so he was a massive influence as well. Um... And again, as I say, you know, it's not about it's not about being this bundle of emotions. You don't have to go around bawling your arms out at every occasion. It's just about not trying so hard to 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 be this fucking archetypal alpha male and give yourself a break. You know what I mean? That's one of the things I used to do was beat myself up. And when I was in that mentality, everything was a violation. That's the the mentality I was stuck in. Like anything anyone said to me. It, that in any way offended me. I spent days thinking about it, saying to myself, "Should I do something about that to to reinstate me? Uh, you know, my kind of, I suppose, image, self-image." Um, 
because it's a very frail, egotistical image, and it's it's built on a foundation of nothing. So it it doesn't take a lot for it to cave in, you know. And I was so tired and so drained and depressed, just for constantly. And and it comes also part of it as well as it comes from self defense, you know. It's not wanting to be uh, it's not wanting to be to be kind of targeted. Um, obviously when you're growing up in a, in a, in a kind of working class area or even in school or not even working class areas but anywhere you know you're in school and it, it transcends working class as well I'm just using that as an example because it's the one I'm aware of um, but it does definitely transcend class barriers but you go into school and you're sensitive and vulnerable you know you're, you're afraid you're going to uh, implicate yourself and uh get a dig or two for 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 kind of being sensitive or being a little bitch or something you know what i mean that's the mentality so it's a self-defense mechanism in many ways as well for me it was definitely a self-defense mechanism it was it kind of started when i moved from cabra to blanche and actually moved to where you know a, a nice quiet estate in blanche but because of being living in cabra it's a very small community everybody knows everybody knows everybody i didn't know uh, where any of that was until I moved to Blanche and we lived in a quiet estate and then we'd guys from the council estates coming down trying to rob us and we were like, eh, no, uh, that's not going to happen today, lads. And then through that, this mentality was born, you know, that you kind of have to, uh, you kind of have to reinstate your, 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 I suppose maleness at every opportunity. It and kicks off the cycle. Then. It does. It kicks off the cycle, and that's where it happened with me. You know, it definitely came from a place of self-defense. Um, and the irony is, when you're in that, when I was in that mentality and and dressing a certain way and looking a certain way, I attracted more of that to me. That was the funny thing. I was in more fights and more confrontations when I was in that mentality. And as soon as I left, I haven't had one confrontation since, because. Yeah, the energy you're giving off is, is, you know, it's a, it's a confidence. It's not a, it's not a kind of negativity. You know, it's, it's already he's confident. He's doing his own thing. He's, whereas when you're in that mentality, you're attracting, the, uh, people who are worse than you. You know, so, yeah, it's kind of a perpetual loop, I suppose. And um, yeah, so, just to finish up, I suppose the show is on August nineteenth. In the Bowery? The Bowery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. So what, um, Lethal Dialect fans, new fans of Paul Allright, is that yeah. what you're expecting? You're expecting a mix? I hope so. I mean, the album is an L, so I don't really expect anything. Yeah. But when I wrote this album, I very much had the people who listened to the first three in mind. Mm. It's not a breakaway. It's not yeah. saying, ah, fuck that old stuff, I'm doing this new thing. That's not what it is at all. It's just a, it's just a growth. Uh, and I felt that, because the because the album we have is 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 so different and it has such a unique sound. What I wanted to do was a. Uh, I wanted to give it a, a, a kind of, a birth of its own by putting it out under my name. And I think, shedding the moniker and putting it out under my own birth name is accepting full responsibility for what it is. And in a way, it's another step to kind of breaking down that, that uh, that exterior that I, that I was just talking about. Uh, so I hope uh, new people come in, but I don't expect it till they hear the new album, mm. which they haven't heard yet. So f- I, I, I imagine it's going to be um, the kind of the older guys who listen to the old stuff, and uh, there's absolutely 
going to be stuff in this for them. You know, that's, as I said, I wrote it with them in mind as well. Uh, there is times where it is extremely hip hoppy, and then there's times where it's not. But it's not a drastic change. Like we worked really hard in getting the formula right, and now we're working really hard on the stage show to match that. So I think it's just going to be better in any, in, in every aspect, um, but not too different. You know. Cool. Daily Paul, thanks a million for joining today. Thanks for having me.